stay connected. News and analysis. KFBK Weekend Live. News Radio KFBK. 5.05 is the time on a Saturday evening. I'm Sam Shane. This is Weekend Live. Thanks for being with us here on KFBK. A lot to get to here. The phone number 916-921-1530-1800-834-1530. Feel free to give us a call and join in on the discussion tonight. A lot to get to, as I just mentioned, right here in the next two hours. We'll be here till 7 o'clock, and we hope you join us at some point in time, possibly on the phone to talk about this. We're going to get to Robert Mueller. Boy, what a bad day it was for Bob Mueller and his special counsel team with a federal judge really slapping them down. We're going to get into a lot of the discussion there, some specifics that came out of the courtroom, and why this was such a big setback in the Paul Manafort investigation by Robert Mueller's team. We'll also hear from Donald Trump, who responded almost immediately, and we'll get some other reaction to what took place there. There's a rising star out there in the political spectrum who says race has become a business in America. We'll hear from her. We're going to hear from a number of Hollywood actors. If you think that they are all liberals and lean left and are Democrats, you are, you are to be corrected. Uh, we have uh, one actor, as a matter of fact, who says that one California city looks more like a third world country. And so we'll hear from a number of different actors with their concerns about where California is, the state of this state. We'll talk about that in the next couple of hours. Uh Kanye West was in the news again this week. I don't know if you saw his appearance on TMZ. Uh, It's creating quite a buzz, quite a stir. We're going to play a little bit of that and get reaction to that. And also, one of the world's richest men who backed Common Core, and this is a big blow to Common Core, now says it's been a failure. So we'll talk a little bit about that, who that is, what they had to say coming up here in the next two hours. But let's get right to what took place in a federal courtroom in Virginia on Friday. A federal judge harshly rebuked special counsel Robert Mueller's team during a hearing for ex-Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort. This is U.S. District Judge T.S. Ellis III who suggested that they lied about the scope of the investigation, that Mueller's team is seeking unfettered power, and that they are more interested in bringing down President Trump. And this is a direct quote from the judge. You don't really care about Mr. Manafort. You really care about what information Mr. Manafort can give you to lead you to Mr. Trump and an impeachment or whatever. Phone number here, 916-921-1530, President Trump took very little time to react to this. He was on the road. He was in Texas. He reacted to the federal judge just moments after hearing what happened. He was attending an NRA conference, and he read portions of the early reports that he received to the audience. Here's a clip. Just part of the Mueller team's designs to pressure Mr. Manafort into giving up information on President Donald Trump or others in the campaign. I've been saying that for a long time. It's a witch hunt. Then... It's a witch hunt. And that's not at all a surprise to hear that from President Trump. Those were his first words out of his mouth when he was in Texas. Now, Manafort's attorneys have been arguing that this special counsel does not have the power to indict him on the charges they brought, and they seem to find a sympathetic ear in this judge. The judge asked Mueller's team where they got the authority to indict Manafort on alleged crimes dating as far back as 2005. Let's be very clear here. This judge is extremely concerned that Mueller and his team are overstepping their bounds 
and they are looking for, in his words, unfettered power. Trump went on then to read this on how the judge questioned Mueller's team, how their investigation into Paul Manafort has anything to do with the Russian allegations. Then, how does this have anything to do with the campaign, the judge asked. Let me tell you, folks, we're all fighting battles, but I love fighting these battles. It's really a disgrace. What's happening to our country is a disgrace. It's been a big fight for him, and it's not over. Phone number is 916-921-1530, But what makes this so unique and unusual in this storyline is over the course of two years of this investigation, this is easily the most powerful ruling by any court in favor of the Trump administration, drawing serious questions about the powers that we have given to or have been taken by the special counsel and Robert Mueller. We don't want unfettered power, is what the judge said a couple of different times. There's been a lot of concern about who is on Mueller's team, that Bob Mueller has stacked his team with Democrats, many of whom have given campaign contributions to Hillary Clinton and other leading Democrats. Before he left for Texas, President Trump stopped and talked to reporters at the White House before he departed. And he said that Mueller's legal team on the special counsel, this was before we heard anything from the federal judge, he says the special counsel is stacked against him. The problem we have is that you have 13 people, they're all Democrats, and they're real Democrats, they're angry Democrats, and that's not a fair situation. Does any of this change your mind at all? Do you now have more serious questions about Mueller and his team and what they're after after the judge's ruling? Does this validate the witch hunt talk that we have been hearing from President Trump and his allies? Are they just throwing mud at the wall and seeing what sticks? Because that's what the contention has been from President Trump and his allies all along. Here we are two years later and there's been nothing on Russia. Nothing. Paul Manafort's got himself in a bit of trouble, but it has to do with financial dealings. And the, and the judge is essentially saying, what does this have to do with Russia? Why are you guys going in this direction? Why are you knocking down doors in the middle of the night and grabbing information? And what's this all about? The judge is clearly concerned about a major power grab here. Sounding off on this was Michael Reagan. Michael Reagan is a political commentator, and he is conservative. And he is the son of former President Ronald Reagan. And by the way, Ronald Reagan was the man who appointed the judge who made the ruling on Friday. And here is how Mr. Reagan responded. Oh, I, I've never heard of a judge doing that either. Uh, and it, it's amazing that he, he went that far. And the thing is, he said what everybody knows. I mean, this is not, you know, brain surgery here. Everybody knows the game that they're playing to get the president of the United States. They could care less about Manafort. It's all about trying to get Manafort to flip on the president, to impeach the president, to get him out of office. It's just another ploy and a game by the special prosecutor, and the judge called him on it. Does this judge's... Do the, do the words from this judge, I should say, 
on Friday change the game? Is this a game changer? Is Mueller's investigation in trouble? Or do they just continue down a different path? How does this end up, and how does this affect the entire investigation going forward? 916-921-1530, 1-800-834-1530. Interesting development over this past week. There is a rising political star who is out there who says that race has become a business in America and that African Americans are being used in a very bad way by liberal Democrats. Also, President Trump very likely is going to be holding a summit on race at the White House. And wait till you hear who he's inviting. I'm Sam Shane. It is coming up on 514. This is Weekend Live. We're back in a moment. KFBK Weekend Live. News and analysis. On News Radio, KFBK. Did you take part? Did you do it? Happy World Naked Gardening Day. Annual international event celebrated on every first Saturday of May by gardeners and non-gardeners. They don't discriminate. It has become an annual tradition to celebrate weeding and planting flowers and trimming hedges in the buff So did you do that? Are you doing that at the very moment? Naked Gardening Day. Phone number 916-921-1530-1800-834-1530. Putting a little excitement into your backyard duties. So we can talk about that and we can talk about this. We have uh, brought this woman to your attention within the last couple of weeks on this show, and she is in the middle of the spotlight in America today. Her name is Candace Owens. If you have not heard from her, you're about to, and after today, I assure you, you will hear more about her. Time now is coming up on 521. She's with Turning Point USA. This is a conservative group. She is a young articulate African-American who at one time in her life was a Democrat and has now become a Republican. And this week she went so far as to say that race in America has become a business. One of the reasons why she said that had to do with some numbers that were released this week. The latest numbers now show that black unemployment rate is at 6.6%. That's the lowest ever recorded. There were also record low numbers of unemployment in other minority groups across the board. So Owens was asked why that message may not be getting as much attention as other messages. What it comes down to is that message can't get out because they don't want blacks to be independent. We saw that in the State of the Union address when they, they sat down when they announced that black unemployment rate was low and they stood up when Obama was in office for more food stamps. She is a believer that the leaders in the Democratic Party and the liberal side of that party are trying to keep African Americans down, keep them dependent on social welfare programs and not allow them to rise up and create wealth within their own community. Phone number here, 916-921-1530, 1-800-834-1530.
1-800-834-1530. She also talked about black leadership in America. And she believes that black leadership in America does not want progress. And this dovetails off of what she just said about food stamps. How they stand up and applaud when there are going to be more food stamps. And she pointed to one person in particular as an example, Maxine Waters. Now, I, I believe very much that many of them get their pockets lined. You think about Maxine Waters, she's always ranting about racism. She's never talking about all of the positive progress that's happening in the black community right now. But she lives in a $6 million house. Um, so she's made a lot of progress while, while blacks were suffering in America. So she has no reason to switch her strategy whatsoever. So her point is very clear. Why change? Why jump horses now in mid-race? I mean, things are going so well for people like Maxine Waters. She's not feeling the pain. She keeps getting reelected. She keeps going back to Congress, and she lives in a very fine home, and she probably fly, flies on some nice airplanes and probably takes some pretty nice vacations as well. And in order to keep her base, keep voting for her, then she keeps promising things. And what Owens is saying is what's being promised is is a bill of goods. And it's not doing the African-American community any good. And then we hear from Kanye West again last week. And we're going to hear from Kanye West a little bit later on in this program. And he had a very controversial appearance on TMZ. But he continues to tweet out his support for Donald Trump. There is a great deal of pushback within his community. But he is echoing the very same message that we are hearing from Turning Point USA. And it's my contention that this could be a really big problem for the Democrats. Because for the first time in my lifetime, we are now hearing from prominent, educated, articulate, young African Americans who are saying it's time for us to think differently. I'm not sure how that looks, but they call the movement free thinkers, and they're challenging the status quo, and they're getting a ton of pushback. But they are courageously out there pushing their message because they strongly, passionately, firmly believe that for decades upon decade upon decade, an entire culture, an entire society, the entire African-American population has been promised better education, better housing, more jobs. by government leaders who can't deliver. And now they say that's got to change. Time now is 525, phone number here, 916-921-1530, 1-800-834-1530. More on Kanye West coming up. As I mentioned later on in the show, we're here until 7 o'clock on Weekend Live, and I'm Sam Shane. Appreciate you being here. One of the things that uh, Candace Owens will be working on is a summit at the White House where they'll be bringing in musicians and athletes it will be a summit on race a lot of the details are just being pulled together she did share a little bit of that during this interview about how all of this is going to take place and transform the discussion in america about race owen says that she believes that race has become a business in america just think about that for a second. 
that people are using this discussion about race as a business to make money, that they're profiting in some way they're benefiting by steering people in the wrong direction. Here's her clip on that. Black community needs new leaders. That is why I got in this. I understood that race had become a business and they, they, they risk, they're risking everything right now, Stuart, everything. They're risking everything to make sure that this works out for them because it's a car that they've been playing for as long as I remember. I mean, as long in my lifetime. And I remember vaguely the tail end of the 1960s. I remember the Apollo moon missions. Uh, the first president I, I remember quite clearly was, was President Nixon. Vaguely remember President Johnson. But when you hear Candace Owens speak in 2018, and I think back over the decades of the message that has been repeated over and over and over again, and that is her mantra. That is what she is saying. Look, We've been hearing about this forever, and it's not working, and we've got to figure this out. Let's go to James. He's from Sacramento. He joins us on the line tonight. Hi, James. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Have you talked to me before? I'm not sure. I, uh, I, I talk on the radio a lot, though, because I try to Yeah, I, I kind of recognize you because I think the last time you called us, you were in the car driving. And I'm, I'm always in the car driving. And, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you're a black man who agrees with uh, with Candace Owens. Yeah, with Candace Owens and with Kanye. Yeah. What do you What do you think about what she said today? We're gonna. By the way, we're gonna play a bunch of Kanye uh, in his TMZ uh, appearance a little bit later on. But what did you think about the developments this week, James? Well, I um, watched initially when I first heard the comment. You know, because we know he's he's a star and he's. Uh, exuberance and he likes to you know express himself i just like wow that was a heck of a thing to say until i actually went online and i saw the entire interview and i realized the media clipped him and uh and then brought in the other guy talking back to him and they just really kind of painted it uh, as you know they painted him in a in a negative light Do you and he made a very good point and he brought up the discussion of mental slavery which uh, i always talk about and yeah I I, and you mentioned that the last time you called in Going forward, do you think this whole movement by Kanye and the free thinking movement does it have does this have traction? Is it going to move forward? It will because you know the more that the left, you know, the the more they commit violence and and they have no platform to stand on, the more people start seeing between the lines. Right. And you know, and I know I'm from the Bay Area. I grew up. The, Democrat and I voted in every Democratic election, but this year I went Trump because I'm like, look at hey, what the Democrats have done. To hey, our hey James, listen, I I love what you're saying, and I'd love for you to hang on with us. I got to hit a hard break. Can you hang on for a few minutes, and can, can we catch you on the other side? Yeah, I'll be. I can hang on. That's awesome. I appreciate that, James. We're gonna get back to James and more of his thoughts on the other side of the break. I'm Sam Shane. This is Weekend Live on KFBK nine two one fifteen thirty one eight hundred eight three four fifteen thirty. We're back in a moment. Stay connected. News and analysis. KFBK Weekend Live. News Radio KFBK. Saturday evening, 535 is the time. Thanks for being with us here on Weekend Live. We are live in the KFBK studios. My name is Sam Shane, and the phone number here is 916-921-1530, 1-800-834-1530. 
back to the phones, and James has been kind enough to be on hold with us. We're talking about Candace Owens and Kanye West, and uh, I mentioned just before you and I started talking on the phone, James, that I think that that these two individuals, and I think in particular Candace Owens, is going to be a very, very big problem for the what has been the typical de- uh, Democratic leadership. W- what are your What are your thoughts? I think that you know that's correct. I think also that the uh, fact that people are starting to see results in the media and in, in with employment with uh, our money. You know, I can tell you my money is nice now uh, because the taxes uh, have changed. But my, my thing is the Democrats for so long have the major injustice they've done to the black community in this country was uh, standardized our education and allowed uh, illiteracy and children to fail for generations. And now you have people dependent and they use that dependence to try to influence people to stay on their side with uh, propaganda and, and, and lies. And that's what I saw. And I was a lifelong Democrat, and I was heavily involved in, in Democrat circles and stuff like that. But when I start seeing the hypocrisy and the corruption and the, and the fact that these people really don't care because nothing ever changes, and at some point you have to do something different. When, when did it change for you? It was... Um, I, like I said, I was out there doing a lot. I yeah. was in the community doing a lot, and then I started noticing the patterns. I saw all the fundraising, yet the people that the money is raised for never reap the benefit. In fact, it always gets worse for them. And I can tell you, I, and then I started thinking about my time in school, in my sixth grade class, receiving a fifth grade book, and the schools being like, like jails, and the teachers not teaching anything. And that is a pattern all around the country in urban communities, and, and that is the mis- injustice that they've committed on a whole generation, generations of people. And now we are, a lot of us are suffering from the mental slavery. We're still on the mental plantation, and some of us have woken up to it, many of us, because all of my good friends, we all from the same place, and we've all come to the same conclusion. And I think more and more people are starting to come to those conclusions as they see the consistent failures of the Democratic Party. So I'm going to play an audio clip from Candace Owens coming up here in just a moment or so, and she talks about the reaction that she's been receiving, and essentially it's been love and it's been hate. What kind of reaction are you getting from fellow African Americans when you bring this point of view to the table? Because let's face it, it has to be a pretty, cool, pretty radical point of view from someone like you in the circles in which you have lived. Yeah, and if, if you knew about my personal life, you know, I've been in the music business most of all my life, and I'm known as a conscious artist. And I'm, and then people say, oh, kills me, or, you know, that's my other name. Because my attitude, but my attitude is not a collective sheep mentality. I don't think like everybody else do or try to stay in the clique and try to agree with people. I, I, I am an individual thinker. And I, and I just was telling somebody yesterday that, you know, you, you, if you're co- complaining that you're not making it because the system is holding you back, then you are still a part, affected mentally because you see obstacles where others see opportunities. And when I changed the way I thought, and I, I had to put everything on myself, build a career for myself, get educated, my life drastically changed. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, every, I'm, I'm the happiest dude in the world right now, but, you know, we have to teach this because, you know, so many people have been under this spell for so long. 
Well, James, uh, I have to tell you, this is the second time that you've called this show, and I've enjoyed your phone calls both times. You have very good things to say, and I want to thank you for making the call. I appreciate it, man. I'm, I appreciate you actually having this forum so that we can actually get some free thoughts out there. You know what I mean? As, if this was a, a liberal station, I wouldn't be able to speak to you right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I understand that, but uh, no, at least uh, we're not running the risk on this program of that. Thanks a lot, James. I appreciate it. Hopefully we'll hear from you soon again. Travel safely on the roads there. Uh, we're going to get to Ann in just a second on the phones, but I want to play one more audio clip. This is from uh, Candace Owens. Uh, and we talked a little bit about how she's helping to organize President Trump's summit on race. Now, that summit is going to include, and we just learned this from uh, this week, it will include not only Kanye West, but uh, former NFL star, star Colin Kaepernick and other athletes and musicians. Uh, here is how that effort is going as far as Candace Owens is concerned. Correct. So we're doing at Turning Point USA, the Young Black Leadership Summit um, in D.C. And the reason for that, I understand the criticism. A lot of people say to us, well, you can't use race. You can't use identity politics. Yes, we need to do that because there have been so many black conservatives who have had their voices silenced, who have been told they're not allowed to think those ideas. We want to send a message, a strong message to them to tell them that the time is now and that they are not the only ones. There are plenty of us thinking like them and it's time for them to feel like they can be leaders in their own community. Time now is 5.40. More on the summit on race at the White House in just a moment and what we can expect. But before we do that, let's go to Anne. She's in Sacramento. Oh, thank you. You you mentioned Turning Point. Miss Owens is involved with Turning Point. But their target is bigger or broader than the black community because right. um, this American life today, incidentally, did a feature, a whole hour, on an incident with the Cornhusker University in Nebraska where uh, a young woman, and I I assumed she was white, was setting up a table. Uh, she was the first one from Turning Point mm. to, to get members, and immediately she was protested in a very... Uh, uh, ominous way and to the point where she ended up in tears mm -hmm. which in uh, which was videotaped and of course got the politicians involved but curiously the the, the woman that was leading uh, the protest was uh, a teacher working on her or uh, PhD in her 40s in English. Okay. Does that sound familiar? Well, well, you know, and what I know about Turning Point and frankly the country is learning a lot more about Turning Point primarily because of Candace Owens. I mean, she has brought this organization to the forefront. She she's not the leader, she's sort of a second or third in command. She calls herself the communications director. Um but don't be surprised if she doesn't take over as, as a leader. Uh, she's extraordinarily articulate, and uh, they have been met with obviously opposition, and oh, they are and they are yes, and they are controversial. But look, they're pushing a brand new way of thinking in a culture that has been stuck in a rut for decades, and they're now saying to the, all of the people within their culture and their circles, all of the African Americans and minorities. But is there target university campuses? No, 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 no. In fact, uh, Candace Owens has come out and said one of the things that she's going to do is she's going to go into major metropolitan cities like Chicago and Detroit, where blacks are killing blacks at an enormous rate and where schools are just in awful shape, and she's going to sit down with mothers and look them face-to-face -face and say, why not give this a try? 
Well, the end result at the University of uh, Nebraska, I mean, the, the university administration uh, kept dragging their feet, but in the end, uh, the the a protester, the teacher, the lady in her 40s that was working on the PhD, lost her position, mm. but she's still on salary. Okay. All right. <laughs> At any rate, thank you. And thanks so much for the call from Sacramento. Appreciate it. I want to get to the phones with Steve. He calls in from Orangevale on a Saturday evening. How are you, Steve? Hey, Sam. I'm good. Good to hear you on the radio every Saturday, man. I'll tell you. Thank you. I'd much appreciate that. What's on your mind? So I, I love James, man. I would I would love to buy that guy a beer and have some have some uh, conversation with him. He's a pretty interesting guy, and he comes from a background where it. Uh, I'll tell you what, it lends credibility to the discussion. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's um, you know, he's he's one of the guys who have seen the light. He's he's seen the lies that the Democrats and the race pimps like Al Sharpton and Maxine Waters have peddled all these years. And I will say that um, guys like James. People like uh, Candace Owens, people like Kanye West, they are the most dangerous people in America right now because that whole, the whole race baiting Democrat, um, you know, thing is about to get put on its, on its head. I, you know, look, Steve, I, I, I've said this, I, I said this last week and, I, and, I'm, and I'm repeating it again this week. Uh, I, I think Candace Owens is is maybe the single biggest threat to the traditional Democratic Party that, that I've seen maybe in my lifetime. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, Absolutely. she is remarkable, and, and, and her message is definitely getting through. Kanye West's message, um, as sometimes as confused as it may seem, uh, <laughs> yeah. at, at the heart of it, has got to be resonating because that's um, he, he has a voice. I mean, Absolutely. think about how many fl- followers he has. Right, and you're seeing you're seeing the attack starting already on people like him, the other um, you know hip hop people and rappers that support him, and uh, that kind of thing. I mean, the, the attacks are going to be intense, very intense, because like I said, the whole the whole race baiting establishment is is on its way out. I think hopefully. Well, it it might be, um, but just the notion uh, that you sh- could, should think differently, um, I think on just on its face, is cause for pause. We have never heard a phrase like that. Why don't you be a free thinker? Absolutely. That doesn't. That doesn't. Here, here's here, here's why it's so successful. It doesn't pigeonhole you into any particular category. Correct. You're not, you're not being labeled. Correct. And once you remove the labels, because that's the first thing that happens when somebody tries to demean you is, instead of attacking the argument on its face, they toss a label at you. Absolutely. You're spot on, Sam. And I, man, I just, I love hearing you on the radio, brother. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Steve. Have a great Saturday. Thanks for calling in. Uh, Time now is uh, 546. Uh, The phone number here is 916-921-1530, 1-800-834-1530. Uh, We have another caller waiting on the line, but we do have to get to a break here, so we're going to do that. We're going to talk more about the race summit at the White House. We're getting more details here, and we'll play one more clip from Candace Owens. And also, we're going to talk a little bit about Common Core, one of the biggest backers of Common Core, a very, very wealthy individual who backed it at one time, has come out very recently and says it's been a failure. So we'll talk more about that on the other side. Time now, 547. This is Weekend Live. I'm Sam Shane. We're back in a moment. 
KFBK Weekend Live News and Analysis on News Radio KFBK. 5.51 the time on a Saturday evening as we close in on the 6 o'clock hour. I'm Sam Shane. This is Weekend Live on KFBK. The phone number is 916-921-1530-1800-834-1530. Want to get to the phones right now. Dan from Citrus Heights joins us. Hi, Dan. How are you today? Oh, doing really great. Oh, wow. Shane, how are you? I'm doing quite well. <laughs> Sam, yeah, that's, that's great. What's, uh, great. What's on your mind? Well, it wasn't until you mentioned about Conway, Conway, excuse me, I have a hard time pronouncing his name, Kanye. Right, Kanye West. <laughs> yes, West. And the way he's starting to act, I mean, if you're a follower of the tabloids, quote unquote, he's been acting really weird, according to his wife. Mm-hmm. It, I guess that would explain the reason why he's been wearing the Trump hats and he made a visit to the White House, spoke with Trump. That's, and uh, the yeah, yeah, you're not the Dan, you're not the first person to say that, <laughs> that uh, maybe he maybe he's uh, he's been on some medication. Uh, I know that in his controversial uh, appearance on TMZ, he admitted that he had been in the hospital and when got out of the hospital was was taking uh, some medication and uh, and maybe that's been affecting how he thinks. He says yeah. that the fact that he's not on that medication is now giving him a clear head and he is now a free thinker because he's not on medication. So he has wow. a little bit different spin on that than, than what you have. Yeah, mm-hmm. because, I mean, not just anybody has access to the president. I, I don't. I don't know anyone else who would unless they're in the media and they have they know a guy to quote Charlie Sheen in one of his uh two and a half men segments. But yeah, I mean then uh, I I think there's really been an about face with, with him and, and with this turning point, I mean this if you were to close your eyes unless you're told that the woman that is part of the turning point for the Candace Owens, yeah, yes, Candace Owens. Yeah. Forgive me for not That's knowing all right. her name that yeah. well. Uh, I would think, as fluently articulate as she is, mm-hmm. for what it's worth, I mean, as someone, I've always believed that there's only one race, and that's a human race. Yeah. So, what's your point about Candace? Well, she sounds just like, for what it's worth, I'm not uh-huh. prejudiced or anything. She sounds white. Okay. I mean, okay. I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to take right. away from the black community or anything right. like that. Do you know what I mean? I know they're articulate. Well, she's articulate, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I it, agree, Dan. I could not believe it. Yeah. yeah thank, All right. Thanks thank a lot you. for the it, call, Dan from Citrus Heights. Calling him. Uh, we got to hit a break, Dan. So we got to get to Brian. He's from Sacramento. Hey, Brian. How are you in this Saturday evening? Hey, I'm fine, Shane. Uh, always a pleasure to uh, see you or hear from you. Thank you. I appreciate uh, that. So, okay, I was confused because not the caller just now, but the one previous, he labeled Kanye West, who's a friend of Donald Trump, as some kind of liberal, and the whole thing that Kanye West uh, voting for Trump, saying the thing that got him in all the hawks lately about the slavery not really being for 400 years. 400 years, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where that previous caller, not the one just now, but before him, yeah. got that Kanye West was with the race baiters. In fact, he was actually saying something opposite. And right. one more point, Shane, I may make, uh, and and maybe get your comment off the air, 
Uh, I think living with the Kardashians is enough to get on some medication right there. <laughs> Have a good one. All right, Brian. Yeah, I would say that's quite a ride, hanging around the Kardashians. Um, look, I don't know his state of mind, and I don't know what Kanye West has been taking. He did admit in this TMZ appearance that he had been on some medication, and as I mentioned earlier to the caller... He said, Kanye West said, that that had clouded his thinking and that once he got off that medication, he became much more uh, clear in his head and clear in his thought. And so at that point, he says he became the free thinker that he has, is today. Um, look, I, you know, I, I get back to this. Um, I, I just I don't think we can understate how powerful this movement is. Um, and we are in its infancy. We're just beginning to hear this. I mean, Candace Owens was a name that most Americans had not heard three or four weeks ago. Uh, Kanye West, uh, at every turn now, uh, has something to say about this country and the president, and the fact of the matter is he has hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers in this country who will listen to him because of his position. And if he articulates articulates it in a smart way, he will only gain more followers. Candace Owens will continue to gain followers because, as we heard from one of the callers, Dan, who called in, she's articulate. And she makes sense, and she's on point. And it's very difficult, and I would argue impossible, to diffuse that and debate that because so much of what she has said about her community, which she knows very well, and with her background, is going to be an enormous hurdle for the Democrats and the liberal parties across this country, and she will make her way across this country to defuse it. She made a point I heard her recently say, you know, there are 95% of African Americans vote Democrat in America. She said, I love that number. Because that means one thing. We have a lot of people that we can pick up. There are 95% people out there that we can go after. What What if we get it down to 75%? That will have an enormous impact on the upcoming elections. 558 at a time. Phone number 916-921-1530, 1-800-834-1530. More on this and more topics on the other side of the break. I'm Sam Shane. This is Weekend Live. Stay connected. News and analysis. KFBK Weekend Live. News Radio KFBK. 606 is a time here. On Weekend Live, I'm Sam Shane. The phone number, 916-921-1530, You can also listen to kfbk.com or at the iHeartRadio app. Uh, a lot to cover here in the next hour on KFBK Live. We're going to get to, just to wrap up a little bit more on Candace Owens and the summit on race that will take place at the White House, and it will include Kanye West. And we are now learning former NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick among the musicians and athletes who will be invited, but we'll get you to that in uh, just a second. We're also going to cover some big names out of Hollywood. If you think that only liberal activists are in Hollywood, uh, you'd be mistaken. Uh, we're going to hear from a number of big names in Hollywood who are very concerned about the leadership in California in one case, uh, the housing prices in another case, uh, the Constitution not being taught well enough in our schools. So we'll hear more from some of the Big, big names who are rather conservative in some of their thoughts coming up here in the next hour. Also, very quickly, do you want to get this in because we talked about it just briefly. Uh, Common Core has been in the news 
uh, recently with Bill Gates. Now, Bill and Melinda Gates, of course, Bill Gates, the guy who started uh, Microsoft with a couple of other guys. But Bill and Melinda Gates, uh, who are, are among the richest people in the world, uh, they run the world's richest nonprofit. They have assets of about $40 billion, and they give about $4 billion away. And since 2009, the Gates Foundation's primary U.S. activity has focused on establishing and implementing what is known as Common Core, which has been controversial in education circles for a number of years. And he recently, Gates, wrote in a blog, based on everything we have learned over the past 17 years, we are evolving our education strategy. So he gave a speech last week in Cleveland, and he detailed how the U.S. education system has essentially made little improvement in the years since he and his foundation that have worked closely with the Obama administration and federal officials began redirecting trillions of dollar public dollars toward programs that he now admits have not accomplished much. So Bill Gates, who was forcefully supporting Common Core not too long ago, um, apparently is having questions and suggesting that it may have been a failure. Phone number here is 916-921-1530, uh, Let's wrap up with the summit coverage that we've been having here uh, that will take place on race at the White House. Uh, President Trump has given the green light now to have a number of meetings with athletes and musical artists to discuss race. This is according to Daryl Scott. He's a pastor out of Cleveland, and he is uh, sort of spearheading this cause along with Candace Owens. He spoke with um, President Trump for about 20 minutes in the Oval Office. Uh, he mentioned that Kanye West, Colin Kaepernick, among the stars that will be there. But Scott says this is not going to be a black-only event. It will be a melting pot. And uh, before we get back to the phones, I want to play one more quick soundbite from Candace Owens, who has uh, indicated that she is also part of the organization that is putting all of this together. And she indicated in a recent interview that this would likely take place in October, though no official date has been given. But since she has broken onto the scene, uh, you can imagine that there's been a lot of reaction to her, both for and against. And here's how she has read the reaction so far that she's received from all across the board. Look, it's love and hate equal parts. I, I had planned to do this. I said I want to launch an ideological civil war in the black community. I want black people to begin arguing. That's great because that means that we're not a monolith. It means that we have different ideas. Arguing is good. It means that we're willing to debate and to use facts and data and to research to support our arguments. So I'm, I'm very pleased with the business of being loved and hated. Pastor Scott says that he expects that President Trump will be in attendance and this is a quote from Pastor Scott. We don't want to sanitize it. I want people from the left to attend. I want it to get heated, but I want it to be respectful. And he went on to say, I want them to see and know the Donald Trump that I know, and they will say, this guy isn't who I've been led to believe he is. Dave from Placerville joins us on the phone at 611 on this Saturday evening. Hi, Dave. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Good. What's on your mind? Uh, I have a book. They acquired somewhere along the way. It was written back in 1966 by a banker. And the main thrust of the book is about why we need to teach good English, reading, writing, and speaking, in order to keep from being slaves. Hmm. 
And you put that in conjunction with Oakland schools and their Ebonic slave language teaching. Right. It puts it all together. If you, His main theme was, if you can't read, write, and speak good English, you are a slave to those who can. So how old is this book again, Dave? Remind me how, how old this is. It was published in 1966. 1966, and here we are, what, five, six decades later. Now, yeah. okay. Now, hasn't that held true through time? I mean, haven't the people who have succeeded and done well in their lives, no matter how much money they make, that's not what I'm talking about, yeah. aren't they well-read, well-spoken? Oh, of course. Across the board. Keep in mind, that's why back in the 1800s it was a crime to teach the slaves to read and write because they wouldn't be slaves anymore. Right. <laughs> and no. we still got that going on right now. Hey, you know, it's it's the old cliche, but it's holds so true. Information is power. It is. Yeah. It absolutely is. And and no matter if it makes you a lot of money or not, I, I remember as a young kid growing up, I, I distinctly remember my mom saying to me, they can take away the cars and the houses and the money and all the stuff. What you put in your brain is yours forever. Yep. And for some reason, I'm afraid in today's education system, no matter the color, no matter the race, no matter the culture, that message is somehow getting lost. That we have put way too much emphasis on uh, how much stuff we have and, and do kids have the right smartphone and are they playing the right video game? Yeah. Right. Well, you got to remember, 1913 is when the communists had their big convention over there. It was Luxembourg or Liechtenstein or wherever it was, and they declared their plan for taking over the world was first to take over the schools. Is that right? Okay. Oh well, yeah. All right. Well, Dave, listen. I appreciate the phone call from Placerville. Have yourself a great Saturday evening. Thank you, sir. Good to hear from you. So, excuse me, on the other side of the break, we are going to hear from a big-name Hollywood actor who has come out and said that downtown Los Angeles looks like a third-world country, and he believes that top political leaders in California have been committing crimes. So let's take a quick break. 614 is the time. The phone number here, if you want to join us, is 916-921-1530. 1-800-834-1530. About to hear from some Hollywood big players, and they are not the typical ones that you have heard from in the past with some interesting thoughts about California on the other side. KFBK Weekend Live. News and analysis. <clears throat> on News Radio, KFBK. 618 on a Saturday evening. Thanks for joining us. My name is Sam Shane, and this is Weekend Live. We're live in the KFBK studios. If you'd like to join us on the hotline, 916. 916- 921-1530. Is California doing very, very well or not well at all in terms of the economy? It seems as though we are getting all kinds of mixed messages. We learned this week that the California economy, now the world's fifth largest, number five in the world. We'll get to those statistics in just a moment. But then there are other statistics out there that completely contradict that. California, we learned recently, now has the nation's highest poverty rate. recent study by U.S. News & World Report says California now has the worst quality of life. And sounding off on topics like these are big-time actors and big names out of Hollywood. And if you think that most of them are liberals, you may be right, but not all of them. 
and we are going to hear from a few of them who do not necessarily subscribe to the liberal point of view, and one of them is a guy named Fabio. Remember him? Big, tall, good-looking guy. Bit of an accent, as you're about to hear in his sound bites. He says that California is out of control, and he blames the leadership. Yeah, well, let me tell you something right now about California. It looks like a wild, wild west. You are, and don't look farther than the leaders of California. Jerry Brown, Levy, the, uh, the mayor of uh, Oakland. The mayor of Oakland. Mayor Libby Schaff. So Fabio says that in his estimation, the leaders in California are acting like criminals. And he says that includes Mayor Libby Schaff because you'll recall not too long ago, she warned illegal immigrants in her community that she had learned from federal agents that ICE agents were on the way and ICE agents then subsequently said that very much hurt our operation because many of the people who knew we were coming were not only here illegally, but were known criminals with criminal records and they got away. Here's Fabio's thought on that. The leaders of California, they're acting criminals. They're acting like criminals. So what you expect the rest of the people are going to do? Then you have uh, the mayor of Auckland who totally tell all the criminal to run away because ICE is coming over. So instead to do over 900 uh, arrests, they only arrest about, I think, 120, 130 people. That's right. And hundreds more got away, according to... ICE officials. Time now is 621. The phone number 916-921-1530. 1-800-834-1530. So here we have Fabio, a well-known big-time actor out of Hollywood who is highly critical and criticizing and accusing the political leadership of California of acting like criminals, saying, look, Libby Schaaf broke the law. And why isn't anything happening? How do you feel about that? Is that something that we should do? I mean, when our leaders, when a, when a mayor or a governor or a, you, you name it, all the way up and down the spectrum, if they break the law, and they know they're breaking the law, should the federal government step in? Should the United States Justice Department step in? Or does that just mess things up? I mean, it's already messy between the Brown administration and the Trump administration. We all know that. So is it not even worth our while? Should we just let it go? Because, you know, we got other fish to fry. Now to this contradictory data on our economy. California tops the UK. California is now the world's fifth largest economy. This is according to data that was released on Friday morning by the U.S. Department of Commerce. So here's what that means. In 2017 last year, the gross state product was $2.7 trillion. The United Kingdom's gross product, $2.6 trillion. That's their gross domestic product. California, $2.7. The United Kingdom, $2.6. So you would think that means that everything is rosy in California. We're now the fifth largest economy in the world. But then you turn around and you say, yeah, but you know what I heard a couple of months ago? 
California has the nation's highest poverty rate. U.S. News and World Report comes out and says, you know what? California has the worst quality of life. If you have not seen the pictures of downtown Los Angeles, I recommend that you get online and take a look. They are all over the place. It is absolutely incredible, the number of tents. The homelessness issue in Los Angeles is out of control. On the homelessness crisis, here's Fabio. He says downtown Los Angeles looks like a third world country. I've been around the world. I remember being 30 years ago in Africa. Africa doesn't look like that. In a, in a, in a, it's unbelievable. Not even third world country 30 years ago, ago look like California right now, like downtown. He's been all over the world. He's been in third world countries, some of the poorest countries on the planet. And downtown L.A. looks worse than they looked. 624 is the time. Phone number 916-921-1530, 1-800-834-1530. But we're the fifth largest economy in the world. You know who this is a real big problem for? Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti. The mayor of L.A. says he wants to run for president of the United States of America in 2020. He's already been to Iowa. He's making the rounds. He hasn't made an official announcement, but don't be surprised if he does. He thinks he can do it. He's had discussions with Barack Obama, then President Barack Obama. And that gave him the idea that maybe he should run because Barack Obama, of course, essentially went from being a community organizer to a senator for a split second and then became president. I mean, he spent one term as a senator in Washington, D.C., and all of a sudden was the president of the United States. And Garcetti thinks that maybe he could do that too. If I'm an opponent of Eric Garcetti in the 2020 election, so it's 2019, What's the first thing I'm going to do? The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to send a camera to downtown Los Angeles and I'm going to play 30 seconds of that video on TV and I'm going to say Eric Garcetti has been the mayor of this city. Do you want your neighborhood to look like this? Game over. That's it. This is the issue that would sink his campaign, and I don't know how he overcomes that. Because the answers to this problem are very few, and this problem is widespread across the West Coast. Seattle's having a heck of a time with it. Sacramento, San Francisco, San Diego, you name it. And if Garcetti thinks that he's immune on the national platform to criticism of how they've handled homelessness in Los Angeles... He's got his head buried in the sand. This is a big, big problem for him. And it will be a problem for him if he decides to run for president. So the only way that he can run for president is he's got to find a solution. And what's the solution? Nobody seems to know. But when stars like Fabio come out and say, you know what, I lived in L.A. He doesn't live there now. He goes back and forth. He says he lives in Washington. I've lived in L.A. and I've been to third world countries, and guess what? Downtown L.A., it's worse than a third world country. That's You take that clip and put it into that 30-second commercial I was just talking about. 
That's even more difficult for Garcetti. Time now is uh, 627. The phone number here is 916-921-1530, 1-800-834-1530. So Fabio, not the only one who is out there talking about California. Chuck Woolery, remember him? Game show host, big smile, kind of funny. He is a conservative. He once lived in Beverly Hills, and he sold it. Had a nice place there, moved to Texas. And he's now saying that the liberal leadership in California is essentially eliminating the middle class with their tax and spending programs. I, I know this sounds hy- hyperbolic, but I don't mean it to be. Once the left, progressive left, gets a hold of a state, this is kind of what happens to it. They start taxing their way to prosperity, <laughs> and it always ends up in desperation. And people, you know, they get rid of the middle class. And I always find that interesting. Politicians are always saying, we're doing all this to help the middle class, and the middle class is going to be saving on taxes and everything else. And they basically just tax the middle class out of existence. And then you've got this ultra-rich people who live there, and then very poor people who live there. 628 is the time. The phone number here, 916-921-1530. So if we're the fifth biggest economy in the world, are you feeling it? Or is it more like what Chuck Woolery just told us? The middle income class is getting squeezed. The taxes are going up. The rent's going up. Food's costing more. Wages? Not really keeping up. See, that's the real interesting aspect of what's going on in this, not only state, but country economically. Wages are not keeping up. And we keep getting information that unemployment is down at record lows. But what kind of jobs are we talking about? Jobs that are part-time. Jobs that are temporary. Those good-paying middle-income or upper-middle-income jobs with benefits? Well, let's wait a second here. Maybe that's not what we're talking about. So when you hear that the unemployment level is low know that there are all kinds of factors that go into it. I'm Sam Shane. This is Weekend Live. The phone number 916-921-1530. Stay connected. News and analysis. KFBK Weekend Live. News Radio KFBK. 6.35 on a Saturday evening. I'm Sam Shane. This is Weekend Live. Phone number 916-921-1530. Let's get to Gene and Martinez. Yes, good evening, Sam. I'm so happy to hear your voice. I have you on KMBK because I'm a Tom Sullivan follower. All right, well, Tom's a great guy. He's on between 12 and 3, everybody. Listen to him. (laughs) And I I used to listen to talk shows 24 hours a day practically, but no more. I have one one station I listen to at the lower end of the dial between 6 and 9, but KGO is out of the question for me. Rush is out of the question, but I've got Tom and you now. But I want to tell you that we need more of you guys out there talking because the state has just gone awful. And people are leaving it, and they say people are coming in, but they're the high-tech people, I guess, and they can afford it. But we can't afford what they're doing to us. And also, I just, I just think you're wonderful, and I hope you get, I hope you get a, a positive slot where you're being able to hear, being able to be heard around the, around the clock. But my name is Jean. Don't forget, Jean from <laughs> Martinez. I, I, well, it'd be hard and, to forget and, you. <laughs> and then you can say, don't say hygiene, because I'll tell you why I'm a nurse. Because when I was a little girl huh. growing up, people said, hygiene. I get, get it. it. 
Yeah. Hello, Gene. Hi, Gene. Yeah. That's my email address. Oh, it so is. Anyways, okay. That's also that's also a bad dad joke. Well, it is. I, that's all right. I'm used to that kind of stuff. <laughs> all right. Anyway, listen. Good luck to you, and I'll be listening and keep and keep up the good work. Thanks, okay? Gene. But Appreciate John it. John Cox, John Cox, governor. Yeah. I mean, for governor, folks, give him a second look. Well, he's. he's I'll tell you what. He's tracking in the polls. He sure well, I is. I certainly hope so. Those yeah. Yahoo's we got up there. And whoever thought a comedian could be a talk show host? That's what they have at KGO. But these two front runners. I mean, they're all just. They're all made out of a out of a box. They're all the same. Yeah. Same idea. They don't have any different ideas. They want to get as farther and farther into hole. So I'll be listening. What are your hours to be working? Say, okay, so now? I'm on every Saturday night from 5 to 7 if you want to call in. And if you call in, I know that you're going to have a lot to say. I always have a lot to say, but I wish they'd give you more time, okay? <laughs> Thank so you. I'll, give me the office and I'll call them. Well, <laughs> Maybe they're okay. listening. They so, might be. Give them more time. Okay, Sam, thank Gene, you very much. thank you. Bye. Great talking. I appreciate that. 6.37 is the time. Gene from Martinez. Let's get back to Chuck Woolery uh, because we got a lot we want to get in here because I do want to get to this Kanye West stuff before the hour and the half hour ends here. He, Woolery, says that we're going to get back to this topic again. Political leaders who break the law, and he's talking about Oakland Mayor Libby Schaff in particular. If they break the law, Woolery says, they should go to jail. He says we have to have this type of attitude, but we just don't. If I don't agree with a law, I'm just not going to. I'm just not going to follow it. And now you're finding mayors and governors who are doing this. Mm-hmm. And my point is, I think that if if a mayor breaks the law. Uh, with this illegal immigration with ICE and everything else, or if the governor breaks the law, then they should be held accountable like anybody else. And the problem is that we never do that. Never. There, in America today, there is hardly, I haven't heard any debate even on this. There are two levels of justice in America. There are two standards. There's one for all of us. And then there's another one for the political elite, the leaders. They break the law. We know they break the law. What happens? I mean, somebody tell me what happens, because I haven't seen it. Finally here, this is from uh, Woolery, because we were talking so much about California's economy. And he used to live here, and he left and moved to Texas, and he talked about the housing costs and the taxes in California and how, in his estimation, they're just out of control. Yeah, I'll tell you, when I moved to Texas and, uh, and bought a house, I bought a, a brand-new house on the lake uh, here right outside of Austin. Uh, my taxes that I saved by being in Texas pay for my house completely. <laughs> so, and I, by the way, I didn't know that when I got here. I didn't, that's not the reason I moved, but I found out later that I literally was saving that much in taxes. The taxes that he saves living in Texas pays for his house. <laughs> yeah, that is believable. So well, I do want to move on to uh, Kanye West because this uh, appearance on TMZ, if you've not seen it, it was really something quite remarkable. And it has you know the whole Twitter world and social media platforms just buzzing all over the place on both sides of this. Uh, but he's doubling down, of course, on his support for President Trump and his message of free thinking. And that's what the the crux, the, the, the origin of this interview was all about. And it kind of morphed into something over a half-hour period. It really kind of took a whole bunch of different directions. So... 
he began his interview on TMZ, and he was talking about the need for all Americans, especially African Americans, to become independent free thinkers. This is cut 19. People were taught how to think, we're taught how to feel. We don't know how to think for ourselves. We don't know how to feel for ourselves. People say feel free, but they don't really want us to feel free. And uh, I felt a freedom in, first of all, just doing something that everybody tells you not to do. Like you can't do it for this reason. You can't do this for that reason. So, and you know, I'm not coming up here to justify anything. It's, you know, you can't tell me nothing. I made the song, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't tell me what I'm, you know, supposed to do. 641 is the time. The phone number is 916-921-1530, 1-800-834-1530. You understand what he's saying. Sometimes it does get garbled in how the message is delivered, but the intent is quite clear as to where he is going when he starts an interview. Now, the dynamic of what was taking place during this interview is he's standing on the edge of this very big newsroom of the TMZ studio, which is where they conduct a lot of their interviews. They do it in the newsroom. And you can see a lot of the people, the producers and reporters and assignment people in the background. And as this keeps going throughout the half hour, the, these people who are in this huge room are now getting included in this discussion. And it becomes this almost free-for-all. Before we go to break, let's play one more from Kanye West. As this thing begins to sort of expand, and he, he likened liberal Democrat leaders who have convinced blacks to vote Democrat to the mob. It's the mob. The mob tries to tell you what to think. The mob tries to make all blacks be Democrats for, for you know, food stamps and stuff. That's a pretty bold statement, comparing Democratic leaders to the mob. But he's not shying away from this. So on the other side of the break, we're going to hear him talk more about how rappers have actually loved Donald Trump and have included Trump in a lot of their lyrics and why that is and what he had to say about political correctness and how he believes it's really damaged Americans and particularly African Americans. So we'll get to that and also a very lively exchange with another staff member from TMZ across this newsroom and you'll hear both sides of that discussion both very poignant uh, 643 is the time. The phone number here, 916-921-1530, 1-800-834-1530. Is Kanye West, in your estimation, moving the needle here? And will he have an impact on America and politics in years to come? I'm Sam Shane. This is KFBK. We're back in a moment. KFBK Weekend Live News and Analysis. On News Radio, KFBK. This program is called Weekend Live, and we are live here on Saturday evenings from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. My name is Sam Shane. I host this show every Saturday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Would love to have you join us. Phone number here is 916-921-1530, 1-800-834-1530. We pick up now with more on Kanye West, who is being invited to the White House along with 
former 49er quarterback Colin Kaepernick, who is still looking for a job in the NFL but can't get one. And a number of critics and analysts say it's because he kneels during the national anthem and teams do not want to pick him up because of that. At any rate, Kanye West this past week uh, had a controversial appearance on the TV show TMZ. And as I've described this before the break, this show is shot in the middle of a newsroom. And as the show went on, it was a half an hour, it began to spread throughout the newsroom. And it morphed into something that you're about to see and hear in, in just a moment. Uh, into what was this debate that took place between Kanye West and a staff member from TMZ who was across the room going back and forth. And it was quite an interesting exchange, actually. A very candid discussion about race in America and what has happened to the African-American community. And two very different points of view, but poignant nonetheless. So... Let's talk about Kanye West right now, and in the interview said this about how rappers have actually always loved Donald Trump. My righteous point of view is free thought. Now, if you want to ask me, I don't have extremely strong political opinions. You could talk to John Legend if you want some political. I've never been into politics. I just love Trump. That's my boy. Like, you know, it's like so many rappers. You'll look at a video of Snoop Dogg loving Trump, but then he get in the office and I don't love him. Like Trump is one of rap's favorite people, no, right? Trump is one of rap's favorite people. And uh, the producer of the show, Luis, is uh, very much into music, and he nodded. He knows this very, very well, and we had a discussion before the show a little bit about that, that uh, Trump, you, you'll hear his name in lyrics in that genre of music quite often. It's not unusual. And that may be why Kanye West's message has been so powerful lately, because the circles in which he runs obviously are very familiar with Donald Trump. But also the point that he made is, look, I'm not a political guy, and I never have been. And at the end of the day, that was the attraction for many to Donald Trump. He wasn't a political guy, and people liked that. So here's the outsider, the now the president, getting support from the outsider, a big-name musician with a lot of followers who's had nothing to do with politics until now and throwing his support behind Trump. I mean, at the end of the day, it's playing into the same demographic. And that's the appeal. That's why the message works. Because the message is, we're tired of the same old, same old. We've got to change things. And we have to hold our politicians accountable. We have to do things that are right for America. And we have to think differently if programs that have been in place for decades aren't working. Kanye West believes that too many Americans today have become slaves to political correctness.
People need to start worrying about themselves. If I go and grab some water out the fridge and I'm in the studio, I'm not asking nobody if they want water. I'm not assuming. If you want water, you saw me grab the water. You go grab your own water. We need to start being worried about ourselves and stop being worried about what other people think. And we have the right to free thought. He has interesting analogies, and you sometimes have to work to follow him, but I think where he was going with this about political correctness, rather than getting our own water, has to do more about personal responsibility. Why do we have to look to the other guy to help us out? Why is it always somebody else's responsibility to take care of us? It's time that we take responsibility for our own lives, is what he's suggesting and better our own lives on our own. And we can do that because we have more invested in it than anybody else. Hey, if, I have it more, if I'm more invested in my life than the guy next to me, which I am, the results are going to be pretty clear if I take the burden on my shoulders and walk. And that's essentially the message that Kanye West and Candace Owens are bringing to the fore with this think-free movement. But it is not without controversy. And that's where we get to this exchange. And this was a pretty remarkable moment. It was a quite passionate exchange. It was between Kanye West, who was on one side of this newsroom, an unidentified black man in the TMZ newsroom, who we believe was a staffer who worked there, and he challenged Kanye West on his views. So the first part of this clip, is from the man challenging Kanye West. And the second part of the clip is the response from Kanye West. You want to think freely? That's fine. I'll combat your free thought with my free thought because mine is grounded in a reality that I've been giving and a reality that I'm going to change, but I'm not going to do it by pretending that the enemies are on the same team as me. And frankly, I'm disappointed. I'm appalled. And brother, I am unbelievably hurt by the fact that you have morphed into something, to me, that's not real. That's the way I feel. Stand on all the coffee tables you want to stand on, say whatever you want to say, but don't throw a stone, then hide your hand like the rest of us are just going to swallow it. Yay, be yay. I'm off it forever. Do you. But remember, the life that I live is as a real person. An actual person. Now the thing is, he said some, uh, he said grounded in reality. This reality has been forced upon us. It is a choice. Just like when I said slavery is a choice. The reality, we can make our own reality. We can talk about history, but not too long. We need to talk about our now because we can fix and start loving each other now. I say we have no enemies. We don't have enemies. Black people have a tendency to focus and march when a white person kills a black person or wears a hat but when it's 700 kids being killed in chicago it's okay it's okay for blacks to kill blacks that's about as honest a discussion as i've heard in a long time on race and i also expect we're going to hear more of that and i also think it's probably a good thing because we've got to figure this thing out. We've been working on it for a long, long time. 
And it's okay to open up our minds to other ideas and other options and get together. So that's what they're going to do, presumably in October at the White House with the race summit. And we'll see where that takes us. couple other quick items before we wrap up here on this Saturday evening. Tesla. More investors are betting against the electric car maker Tesla than on any other U.S. stock, according to new data. Tesla short sellers, after reducing short exposure for the first couple of months of 2018, have now reversed course, and they have shorted Tesla stock heavily over the past five weeks. Goldman Sachs has come out encouraging their clients to sell the stock. They are not convinced Tesla will be able to meet its Model 3 production targets. Tesla's chief executive, Elon Musk, pushed back against the company's detractors. He called out Goldman Sachs on Wednesday. He said, place your bets. That was his message on Twitter. On the education front, found this interesting in my stack today. New report from the National Assessment of Educational Progress. It revealed that approximately two-thirds of eighth graders in America public schools were not proficient in reading and math last year. Two-thirds. The report released by the U.S. Department of Education reveals 65% of 8th graders in public schools were not proficient in reading, 67% not proficient in math. The report also revealed, no surprise, that the results were significantly worse in urban districts. I mentioned just a short time ago that there are two forms of justice in this country for the elite and for the rest of us and there are two forms of public schools in this country one in the urban areas and the other outside i'm sam shane thanks a lot for joining us here on weekend live we're here next saturday from five o'clock to seven o'clock we'd love for you to join us thank you and enjoy your saturday night